Hidden Grid, Six World Chronicles, Episode 3, Silver Angel, Session 2, Part 1. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hidden Grid. Uh, it's been a busy week so far, but we're still staying on target, still staying in style, and we're getting some lovely feedback from you listeners, we appreciate it. So, gonna leave the intro kind of quick this week. When we last left our heroes, they made some interesting shady deals, they set the final motions in order of ooh, what they were going to do for their run and had a little bit of legwork left to do, but otherwise, it looks like they're on their way. So, let's just see how well they break in the Cavalier Center and see if they get their butt whooped or not. Alright, see you on the other side. Alright folks, welcome back to the second part of the Silver Angel Run. How you guys all doing tonight? I'm good. That's disturbing. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Somehow oh, I didn't realize we had Vader sitting with us Seriously. I- I'm-, I'm sure the you- people are loving that in their ears right now. I am your father. Really? Wow, he's so your your ethnic Vader. You owe me so much child support. Well, oh. I say that I'm your daddy only in the respect that your mama calls me daddy. Anyway, let's <laughs> uh, <word>. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, so we got our usual cast. Dan, how you doing? Hi, good. Jess, how about you? Awesome. Andrew. I'm alright. Alrighty, and of course I am Justin, your game master. So, when we laugh, laugh, ugh, words, how do they work? When we last left our cast of characters, they were in the middle of getting preparations done to acquire the software program Silver Angel. They were hired by a fixer by the name Eve Donovan, and have had some rather interesting encounters along the way including stopping someone attempting to kidnap or kill a contact, uh, Miss Karen Whisper, and meeting the kind of strange figure, uh, Harihiko Blake, who apparently Dan's character now owns a nice debt to. Owes. Owes. Mm-hmm. Not own. That's a completely different subject. Not getting <laughs> into that. Right. This is bad enough as it is. Please don't make it worse. Right. That said, so it is now roughly about 3 or 4 a.m. the day before the run goes down. You've got 2 a.m. the next morning is when the run's supposed to take place per your contract. Riding on the line is the 40,000 new yen you started off with. Another 17,000 if you get the new yen done quietly. And what was it? Another... 15 or something? For just getting it done? Yeah. No, 17 was for getting it done quietly. Right, so you had 40 for payment initially. Yeah, 40 payment. Yeah, 20 after the fact. Right, 20 after the fact. And then 17 more if you get it done quiet. Yeah. Okay. So, a few things. Um, So, last session uh, we did an oopsie. Uh, We cut off a little early because we forgot to do karma. Oh shit. 
What's so, karma? Karma in Shadowrun is experience points. It's how you improve your character over time. What we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to load up the 20th anniversary book. We're going to take a look at the rewarding of karma. And we're going to give some out. And then I'm going to go ahead and let you guys spend some karma uh, just to improve your character a little bit if you need to. Sound good? Sounds cool, Jack. All right. So for this first session of Karma Award, we're just kind of go down the line in terms of what the game normally sees you rewarding Karma for. And then we're going to decide if we want to keep doing that or not. So starting off, we are going to look at good karma. I'm sorry, good role play. What do you think? Who uh, amongst you guys decided that, you know, you kept in character, kept your persona strong, had fun with yourselves? Um, I will say this much. For Andrew playing a sociopathic ex-mass murderer, um, he did pretty good with being that standoffish trying to reform. You know, I, I, I can give him props for that. He, he definitely, to me, seemed like he was trying to stay in character. I would like to give props to Jess for her ridiculous uh, 12-year-old hacker who, I mean, (laughs) it's very clear that she's 12 years old, but it's also very clear that she has that, you know, hard uh, runner uh, portion of her. And I think she pulled that off pretty well. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So basically, we got a kind of feel of good role-playing all around. I definitely feel that uh, Dan's doing a good job with uh, Mac and Cam. Although, I think you do need to be a little bit more distinctive on switching between the two at certain times. So, um, Just saying. He hasn't switched. Right. That said, um, yeah. now down the road, we might be able to reward two points for good role-playing. Uh, but we don't quite know each other's characters well enough yet. So... One point of karma for all you guys for that. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to buy a penny. (laughs) Next category they got going on here. Guts. So who's been brave? Who's been, you know, not willing to back down and does the awesome stuff, but doesn't quite go into the stupid line? Um, I'd have to say Andrew did pretty damn well with his send balls, and especially after Danny decided to run over Mike. <laughs> okay, okay, since we're talking about guts here, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn here. Alright? It was not <laughs> stupid to run the van into the motorcycle. That was a great distraction that set Andrew well, that, up for the sleep shot. Neither of these are actually guts descriptions. Guts is about bravery in the face of, you know, danger and such. And my personal opinion on who we're going to reward this to is Andrew. Because, okay, so you have gunmen in the front of the house, you've got stunballs flying in the front, but Andrew knows, oh shit, the person we need is in the back. Gotta run there no matter what, can't stop. So even though somebody's shooting at him, he doesn't know what the gunman in in the back is going to do, he still goes in there takes a shot, and still stunballs the guy. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. See, now that you describe it like that, that was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. 
So that said, I'm going to reward Andrew two for that. Sweet. And Dan one for stun kicking someone in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he had that's it coming. A, I think he that's a badass me. karma point. <laughs> that's pretty much badass karma point. Uh, okay, next category: smarts. So he came up with something clever, something unique, something that kind of really helped out at the right time, right place. I think Jess taking out the cameras when she detected uh, the security coming online. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, "Oh snap." And then she shut down all the cameras. I mean, even though she couldn't see, she yeah, did I, what I, needed to be I, done because I really didn't want the cops after me. Well, yeah. the thing is, I see the camera thing as smart, but I kind of see that as par for the course for Decker. But along that same line of thinking, the garbage truck having it there at the right time for you to jump in. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, that's pretty clever. And hitting the getaway vehicles before they even have a chance of reacting is pretty good for Dan, too. <laughs> but I also what? want to give uh, give Andrew smarts for just stun ball at the right time. Yeah. Also, yeah, we didn't we didn't we just didn't have time to, you know, talk our way through that situation. No, there, there was no no yep. time whatsoever. So one comment for smarts for all of you. Sweet. All right, motivation. This one you guys aren't really going to get anything for. It's all about, well, you might just, it's kind of, it's kind of iffy one. It, it's all about driving the story forward. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard in an intro run to do that. Yeah, I think so far we've just, I mean, this is the beginning of, quote unquote, the beginning of the movie. You're seeing the, the mm-hmm. characters for the first time. And you're seeing how they operate. And so we haven't really gotten to the point where the paradigm has shifted so that you learn more about the character. Mm, Agreed. Agreed. So basically for right now, motivation, mm, no karma right now. But down the line, this is still going to be a karma mind for all of you. Okay. All right. Next category, right place and time. So this is in regards to skills and having the right ability when it's not expected. This is like a character, you know, actually having lockpicking when you didn't know you were going to need it or mm-hmm. having the ability to, you know, build or repair a car <laughs> when you didn't know you were going to need it. Uh-huh. This is all about being a Boy Scout, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, an example of that just popped into my head. <laughs> that and said, I... you know, it's it's not really something that happened this time around. Mm-hmm. I, but, I beg to differ. Oh, really? I can drive a car. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, yeah. I don't really see that as right skill, right time, because that's kind of a normal thing everybody would have. Yeah, that's just uh, nobody kind of has it with me. <laughs> well, well she's mind. 12, and my character is... But keep in mind, Dan, anybody can is assumed to know how to drive a car in Shadowrun. It's just you can't really roll dice to not get in a wreck if you don't really have the skill. Yeah, so it's not so much that nobody else knows how to drive. It's that if shit hits the fan and you need to drive out of there like that out of hell. I'm the one in the driver's seat. Right. And finally, humor and drama. So who, you know, paralyzes the group of entire laughter, people who, you know, show off melodrama or. I would just, like to dominate both Dan and Jess for going back and forth and like <laughs> picking at each other and 
throwing jokes back and forth. But if I had to, I think the whole donut scenario. <laughs> at first, at first I would have given it to Dan because he went and got the the terrible donuts. But then on the other hand, uh, Jess's whole reaction to getting the donuts was also also equally kind of awesome. Whoa. So I I I, I, I would want to give them to both of them. I agree. I agree. I completely agree with that. Uh, in that case, yeah, Dan and Jess, you're gonna need to get a point of karma for that. Sweet, I'm at mm-hmm. karma. I haven't been counting. How many did I get? <laughs> <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> uh, I would just say I got sixteen. No. I got eighty bajillion. Caps out of ten procession guys. Sorry. Damn it. All right, I got eleven. <laughs> Caps <laughs> at ten. <laughs> Anyway, no, I think you got like um, you got one for good role playing, two for guts, uh, one for smarts. Yeah, that's it for the four. You got four. All right. Yeah. So I think uh, most people got about four. Uh, yeah, I think actually we all got four. Oh, there you go. For different reasons. Okay, so character improvements. Mm-hmm. So basically, the way you spend karma is you have to go against the character improvement menu. Um. Normally, I would have this role play it out, but I think it's fine, just kind of improving stuff as you go. So, I'm going to go to break down in terms of what you spend points for. So, each of you got four karma overall. So, you probably could spend a few things. So, new specializations and skills, they're going to run you about two karma. Mm-hmm. New knowledge skill points cost two. New active skills cost four. New active skill groups cost ten. Improving a knowledge language skill by one costs its rating. Improving an active skill by one costs its rating times two. Active skill groups cost ratings times three. I'm sorry, five. Same thing for attributes, current rating times five. You can also buy positive qualities at BP cost times two. Remove a negative quality for BP cost times two. Get a new spell for five karma. Get two complex forms, so that doesn't matter when the 2050s. Yeah, now that he's in 2050 stuff, so all that stuff doesn't matter. So, the way it works, though, is you start with your intention on saying, okay, I'm going to improve an ability or skill or whatever. Then we try to roleplay out you fi- trying to find a trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay? Once you pass the test with the trainer, then your stuff improves. Same thing with buying a new spell or something. You just have to spend the time to try to learn it. Yeah. You can't just go, voila! I learned Acid Splash. Yeah, exactly. So is anybody interested in kind of setting stuff up, or do you want to kind of wait out until after we get the uh, campaign session done? I think I want to wait, because I do want to look into getting another spell. Cool. Alrighty. Um, Improving an active skill group is new rating times five? That's correct. So I can't do that. I can't do an attribute. Mm Mm-hmm. I can do a new positive quality. You could. I, I will look at that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm banking all my stuff for right now, um, mainly to get a better feel for how everything's going to go and make sure Andrew doesn't shoot me in the back. <laughs> I mean, stumble me in front of the security cameras. Lovely. <laughs> and I think I'll head on, hang on to mine, too, because I'm still getting used to being a, a Decker. So. No problem. All right. Sounds good, folks. In that case, so, it's the middle of the night in Seattle. 
still early January 2050. It's snowing, it's cold as hell, and all of you are hanging out in the van. Didn't we just get through seeing Mr. Blood? Or... Black, yep. And, you know, Blood was his nickname. And at this point, you have access to... Let me see, what shared files did I give you guys? You have access to everything, so... You know, if you need to see what something is, you just let me know, and I'll tell you. Um, let's see. I'm in the shared um, folder, and I cannot find that um, stuff. The 2050 folder. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Holy crap. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do? Well, I, I, I definitely agreed with Mr. with uh with Mr. Gray about not owing someone. Um, so uh <laughs> Elle's uh just kinda sitting in the back seat looking at the two up up in the front seat. Hmm. You, sir, are an asshole. Let me reiterate that real quick. <laughs> completely understand. But. Oh, completely uh, out of character note. Dan does not know that I'm an elf. Yeah, um, um we, we caught ourselves after the fact. That, that's a whoopsie. Mm -hmm. I made some 300 year comment and, uh, that's my bad. I forgot. She's. It is worth noting that. L is a elf who has the human-looking quality. Yes. Also that um, Mr. Black is albino. Yes. Negative. Yeah. <laughs> albi uh, completely albino? <laughs> yes. Like pink eyes albino? Yeah. All right. You, he always wears sunglasses. You've never seen his eyes. <laughs> These are awkward and very interesting things to compare to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or the fact that he has a cyber arm, but uh, that's only because he always wears well, it's not snazzy looking jazz suit. I thought you can cover an obvious one with a uh, with a uh, clothing. Yeah, but it kind of pokes out at weird angles. Touche. Never mind. It'd be like trying to hide a toaster under a hat. I mean, I can do it. Cloth hat. Soft cloth hat that folds. You know, let's forget that metaphor. <laughs> I'm gonna take it out. You know, <laughs> you're never even gonna notice it. Strike, strike that. Reverse. Strike that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um. So, uh, Jess, you really need to look at the system maps. I'm looking at that now. The complex Actually, one. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the complex. Not, not, the, not the normal one. The complex no, one. I'm looking at the complex one. Fun pun. <laughs> So, wow, this is fantastic radio. Yes. Um, um, we need to be doing stuff. Um, well, Alright, I am driving us back to the safe first. house. So we can study. Say that again, then? I'm driving us back to the safe house so we can study. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, you guys head back pretty much without any problems. And what I'm going to do is... So you made some requests to Eve last session? Yes. To see if she could require the uh, items... Prior to the run. Mm -hmm. So, 
I'm going to go ahead and check the street gear section and see how we're going to get those. So, let's see here. So just kind of for future reference for you guys, uh, how you handle getting a availability test, which you will handle in the future, is you essentially make a negotiation plus charisma extended test uh, against a threshold equal to the availability in an interview based on the item's cost. Okay. So, the items you wanted, flash grenade, Ingram, APDS, ammo, stun guns, are pretty cheap items for the most part. And since Eve's the one trying to grab them for you, it should be pretty simple. So, let me take her charisma plus her negotiation. And since she's got a contact right now to help get her stuff, I'm going to give her two extra dice. Okay. So. Let's see how we do. So first we're going to try to pull the flash grenade, which are five forbidden. And... Yes. There is a box of flash grenades waiting for you guys. Sound good? Fireworks! Yay! Yep. Next, we're going to do the next, the easiest item, the stun gr uh, glove. That's a three restricted, so this is pretty easy to pick up. Although it has an interview time of one day, so. Alright, one, two, three, four. Nope. Actually, no, sorry, that's just one. So, she had two days to see if she got it. So let's see if she picked it up the second day. And survey says, yep, there's a brand new inbox sun glove. Yes. Andrew size too. Yes. <laughs> now that APDS ammo. It's cheap, so it has a very slow inter interval time between the test. Problem is. It's 14 forbidden. What? Owie! It's armor-piercing sabot ammo. Owie! Yeah. So, let's see if she can grab it. That's kind of the hard item. And she has had... She's been three days. So, four sessions to try to get 14 successes. Maybe two more before the uh, run starts. We'll see. So she's got one, two successes, first try. Three, four, five at the second try. Eight, nine. Oh, sorry. Six, seven. Yeah. At third, so halfway there. This is the fourth. This is the fourth one. Or the fifth one. What you're rolling is the fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. So the APDSMO is not there. Okay. But let's see if it's going to show up today. She needs two more successes. There's one. I'm oh, sorry. She needs three more. Four more successes. There's thirteen. Score. Yes. 
Hallelujah. She will have APDS ammo for you this evening. Nice. Hallelujah. <laughs> so. Alright. Loaded in the gun arm. <laughs> well, I mean, um. Eve my... is not available right now, though. Uh, she's probably asleep or something. So, are you guys going to stay up to discuss the plan? Yes. Or are you going to get some much needed sleep right now? We need to get the plan discussed. Gentlemen. Lady. <clears throat> Sorry. I need to get a character. I <laughs> do remember Eve's request to be part of all meetings. So she's not there? Yes. What is she doing? She's asleep. <sighs> well, you can always wake her up. I'll wake her up. No, don't well, wake I'll her up. Well, I'll call her. Why not? Call her at the very... We don't know what she's doing. She could be sleeping. She could be on a date. We don't know. Well, she wants to get this job done. She's paying us a lot of money, so I'm going to call her and wake her up or get her out of bed, whatever she might be doing. Okay. So when you call her, you hear a phone ringing upstairs in the uh, kind of bedroom area of the safe house. Uh, sleepily, Eve answers. Ah, Gray. What is it? Meeting. You guys downstairs? Yeah. On my way. Alright, so a few moments after that, she kind of crawls down. She crawls down the stairs? That's hot. Anyway. Elle was so, reaching in what what little snacks she had in her backpack, looking for something sweet to eat. <laughs> How did the meeting with Blake go? They're chicken shits. But oh. we got the information. <laughs> what do you mean by that? IOM. Oh. Ugh. That doesn't sound good. Just for note, I stayed in the car. I was told that um, it would probably not be good for a 12-year-old to go meet this man, so I stayed my butt in the car. Probably a good idea. So, as you see, we already got some of the supplies you requested. Uh, the armor piercing should be here tonight. Thank you. That will expedite things very easily. Um, we found a lot of information out. About this, uh, Cavalier, uh... Cavalier? Cavalier. Whatever. Facility. Oh my god, it's late. So... What it boils down to is their matrix security is ridiculous. No, it is a, uh, Mitch, uh, Shubishia... Bleh, sorry. Words. It is an MIT secure, uh, locations. Yes. Which is completely understandable. Given the situation, however, from blood and from the rest of the information that we've had, their physical security is laughable, but any guy with the schmo with a gun can shoot you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that why is the That's why I requested armor-piercing rounds. He said that they're wearing the least... This Essentially, you can call it armor, though my gun will... Sneeze at it funny. Okay, well, how much? What have we learned from the files you gave us? Have you looked all the way through them yet? No, we're doing that now. Okay. <coughs> so, Excuse me. what I would suggest anybody to do, uh, anybody who has security procedures, uh, logistic skills, anybody who has like a skill that could relate to, you know, corporate structure, corporate speak, things like that, that would pertain to being able to look through corporate documentation and make sense of it. 
Okay, what you got? I have security protocols, procedures, and security to design. Awesome. Go ahead and roll either one of those you want. And tell me how many hits you get. I have three in each, so it doesn't matter which one I do. Okay. Dan, Andrew, either one of you have anything relevant? Um, I have Knowledge Seattle Security Core. That could help. Give it a shot. Logic said. Mm-hmm. I right, need Mr. Black at the moment, so that will be six dice. One success. One success, okay. Yeah, apparently L is too tired. One, two, three, four successes on six dice. That's nice. Cool. Okay, so what you learned from the documentation is... Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, the security guards have very, very poor gear. Uh, what the logistics report indicates is that most of them will be wearing armor vest. Uh, they do have an armory on station, which contains heavy armor. Uh, it is intended to be used only when the facility is on alert, which uh, happens basically if they can confirm intruders or they receive some sort of notice from something called a uh, emergency uh, beacon. So, in general, what it indicates is that any time that an alert goes down, though, uh, a backup team will be sent in route. These people will also be in heavy armor and have mage backup support. That we did. We don't want that. L L did find that out for you guys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, currently listed, the current security uh, lead is a man named Jack Drury. Uh, He apparently uh, works directly for MIT. Uh, He does not work for the contracted uh, security company. Basically, he runs oversight for them, and then the grunts are kind of brought in as rented cops. Wonderful, which explains why they're given piss worship. Mm-hmm. So, that said, um, what else? So, you learn a few more things about how the facility works. Um, most of the facility is pretty much locked down during the off hours. Uh, the only thing that usually happens that's kind of out of the ordinary is they will get shipments of uh, biomaterial for some research projects they're running. Uh, it's a truck that runs in uh, once a night around 1 to 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, that usually has a few like employees on to drop off cargo. What type of cargo are we talking about here? Does it say? Uh, if I'm well, correctly, didn't Blake tell you something about... Uh, well, no, no, he said it was biohazard waste, mm-hmm. or biohazardous material. That and that's what ne- the security documentation basically says. Yeah. It doesn't but, really say exactly what it, what it is. Okay. Um, L, you need to get us picture, or find out where this truck comes from, so that we can find out the containers it's carrying, so we can be on that truck whenever they deliver. Well, what you do know is that the uh, the transportation truck mm. is run by a company called Russell Overland Transport. Can you find out where they where they pick up where the delivery starts at, or what, what route they take? And I will have to hack into their systems and see 
um, delivery schedules and all that. It, it may take me a little while tonight. Well, we know that a delivery is going to be dropped off one to yeah. two. So yeah. just find something that corresponds with that address and time. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't um, have too much trouble. No, but that's going to call a lot of attention if I'm not careful. So be careful. Gives him the evil eye. <laughs> maybe if somebody would get me the right donuts at the right time and not Limburger, maybe I would have the energy that I needed to right now to, to do this. Well, I can order pizza. Pizza? Meat lovers, right? No, no Limburger cheese? None. Your word. <laughs> you, you're, you're gonna, you make the order so I can't mess it up. You promise. You paying for it? Yeah, I'll pay for it. Okay. Now. All right. What? So she had she- three. Three for me. Gray, how many do you want? I don't eat pizza. None for him, Eve. Yeah. Uh, uh, tuna. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a European yeah. thing. Uh. I really hope so. Alright, you heard the lady. I was already on the phone to the pizza company. <laughs> Making the order online. Typing it in. Yeah. She's like, I need this, this, and this. She's <laughs> ordered like three two liters with it. She's ordered her two pizzas, you know, the tuna pizza, his three pizzas, and ordered some sort of dessert sticks. Okay, so... Somewhere down the road, you guys are about two, three hours into researching. It's running about 5 a.m. now. Yeah. You almost, you're hearing morning traffic out there. Mm-hmm. Around you are the debris of pizza, soda, and remains of sugar rushes are starting to crash. Yes. So, what you kind of surmise is there's a few ways into the facility, and you, Eve kind of goes over them in a sense of, so, you guys have the truck option, or I know Mr. Gray has invisibility. There's the stealth option. So which way do you guys think you're going to try to go for? Well, the problem is this. Um, we can take the truck. It'll probably be easier to hide me on the truck. Mr. Gray, does your invisibility cover other people? Ah. <sighs> No. Wait, okay, hold on. Uh, it <laughs> says line of sight. Yes, you can cast invisibility on somebody else. But they have to be in line of sight when you cast it on them. Okay. Once cast on them, you can sustain it. Okay. Can you keep three invisibility spells to sustain? And, and does it work on uh it does it work on uh cameras? Yes, it works on cameras. However, if I were to cast invisibility on three people, uh, it would be extremely taxing on my abilities. Yeah, here's the but thing. if you can get in quietly without action, Eve says, then that's all you really need to do. You know, if you don't need to be throwing attack spells down, then mm-hmm. that'll keep you guys nice and quiet. Exactly, and since you don't know any healing to begin with, it's not like you have to save it for afterwards either. 
What makes you think I don't know healing? Because I asked you yesterday if you knew any healing, and you said no. You asked me if I knew any healing spells. Yes. I know first aid. I can put a band-aid on a (laughs) boo-boo. I'm going to go shoot myself, Eve. Um, I'll be back in five. Leave your cred stick. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) Taking it to the grave. That's okay, you haven't cashed it yet. Why are you going to no, be like that, Seriously, either? the three of you. Um, I mean, I could turn off camera sim- uh, systematically and um, put in a dummy program to where it copies the last five minutes of that area. So, essentially, they're just looking at a recorded video of going in, but if I don't do it right, we're automatically detected. And, you know, then the whole main system shuts down and there's this whole thing called black we- ice, and I, d- I really don't want that. Well, plus there's also the matter of getting into the executive system. And she says, looking at the map, there's no access port for the executive system on that system map. It must okay. be cut off. So yeah, that's what you got to get said. somebody in anyway. What, do we know where it is physically in the building? Yeah, Did anybody see that on the paperwork? Give me a second. Let me look at the map. So you were looking at... The Cavalier lower floor map. Uh, on the bottom of the map, let me get the description properly. Let's see here. Was that 18? 18, yep. You're looking at room 18, which is... Yeah, that's the computer center. So you're going to have the main computer in there, and that's also where the executive system is. All right. What? Where's... The access points to that there. I see the doorway. So you have the hallway there. Yeah, the hallway with... Mm -hmm. uh, What are those rooms on either side? So, let's see. Okay. Uh, 16 is hard copy storage. 17 is assistant system engineer's office. 15 is the security armory. 14 is Jack uh, Drury's office. That's your security guard. Mm -hmm. uh, Security center is 13. And the staff lounge is 12. Uh, one is the central area. It's where there's a number of elevators. We're looking at map um, two or three, I'm sorry. Uh, you are looking at, let me see what it is on your guys' list. It is map three, interior three. Okay, you said one okay. was with all the elevators? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is one two? I keep seeing it on the maps. Number two at the top of that map is the stairwell. It is also the stairwell. Sorry. That's number five on the ground level map. Okay. And then it is number two again on the upper level map? On the upper level map? That's correct. That's the stairs again. What? Is there anything on the upper level worthwhile? Uh, let's see. Upper level, you've got the gallery overlooking the lobby. You've got a cafeteria, you've got uh, accounting, personnel supervisors, a lot of director's offices, meeting rooms, uh, secretary pools. It's like almost completely corporate office stuff up there. That's fine. That That's worthless. We won't even step foot up there unless we have to. Um, where's the – on the ground level? I'm assuming it's the ground level. The entrance to where the truck pulls in, is that 13 that I'm looking at? Let me see. Or E. 
13 is the loading dock. That is correct. Okay, what's that A on the map that I'm looking at? A is... Let me see here. It's kind of a complicated map. Yes, it is. So, A is the road entrance. If you look at the overhead map, mm-hmm. that's kind of the uh, coming in point. Okay, from the where it loops around to the side, is that mm-hmm. it? Okay. Okay, I'm trying to find what the exact... Okay, here we go. Uh, loading dock. Uh, e is the sealed elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads down to E on the lower level. Negative. Positive. No, you, you, no, you are correct. What is 11 on that map? Which one? Lower or ground? Uh, lower. Lower number 11, it's 11. is the access room. Uh, it's the large airlock mm-hmm. uh, that has decontamination capability. Okay. And it's, then the, the, the two A's are more airlocks? Uh, Going down that hall? I'm a chicken. So number five. Let's see. This is great radio. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Hold on, I'm trying to find out what those are. Um, I'll start making Darth Vader impressions again. Stop that. Let's see. Sorry, the map is a little confusing. <laughs> There's no little about it. Let's see here. Kind of annoying that this is actually not listed very clearly. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, okay, I understand. A is the airlock control. So those are sealable doors, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds not good so far? Um, good so far... So, what's 10? I'm sorry. I know I'm asking. No problem. No problem. 10 10 is the bio material storage room. Okay. And 5 would be the biological material (laughs) laboratory. Okay, that's why it has the double airlocks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then 3? 3 on that map is the unisex laboratory. Okay. What I'm looking at, um, Gray, L, while we have a second... Is the easiest way so far. Alright, on, on the lower levels. Mm-hmm. 12, 10, 8, 11, and 9. Or not the lower level, the ground level. 12, 10, 8, 11, and 9. 12, 10, 8, 11, and 9. You wanna know what those are? Yes. Okay. Uh, 8 is the unisex bathroom. Uh, office number 9. Staff lounge number 10. Uh, supervised office is 11. 12 is the storage room. Okay. Um, what I'm looking at, Gray L, is if we take the truck, go in, alright, go in through the loading dock, hit the airlock, go down through that hall, shoot across, and down to the stairwell, where we hit the lower floor, come out, and then go, it's a straight shot past the armory, and into the computer room. So you're gonna t- uh, so you're gonna take the elevator down to the lower level. No, not no, not the elevator. We're gonna take the stairs because 
we're trying not to trip off the computer system. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trading off getting locked in a box or being able to fool the cameras. So wait, wait, wait. so you're going to be you're going to ride in the biomaterials. Well, is that what you're saying? That's one option. Yes. The other one is I'm looking at an emergency exits. If we can take that back emergency exit on the ground floor, we can sneak right in through uh, invisible all the way up to the staircase. Drop the staircase straight down, and in, in and out the same way. Okay. Wait, wait. You, good. You, you don't really understand emergency exits, do you? Uh, and anytime one of those is open and tripped, the alarm goes off. Therefore, the alarm notifies the computer. Therefore, no more job. Well, that you are absolutely correct. Or absolutely correct. Or right. Or both. <laughs> or you could do your job, and so, the alarm wouldn't go off. The alarm is connected, though, to a system that I, I don't think, I don't know if I can hack into. Well, actually, hold on, uh, Eve says. Looking at some of the information here, mm-hmm. it looks like the security alarms would be connected to their outer system. Well, if they're connected to the outer system, I should be able to handle it just fine. Mm-hmm. But here comes the, the matter, though. Do either of you two, she says, pointing to uh, gray and black, do either of you two know how to hook up the executive system, computer terminal, to the Matrix itself so Elle can hack into it? We're not. We're, what taking, you... we're taking Elle with us. Setting her and her deck right at the executive system. So you're bringing her in? Bringing her in. So then how is she going to hack the computer system for you to stop the emergency thing from going off? Uh, she has to be able to connect to the system yes. to begin with. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason I thought the, the, the containers were a good idea, because we'd already be inside. True. So we can do that. You're still going to have have to hack the system, though, with the cameras. You see what I'm saying? If because a- if we go... We can go in through the loading dock, take the elevator down, yes. Which is not my personal favorite plan because we have to get through two, two, uh, airlocks before we even get close to the armory, and those are always watched. Couldn't we just take the air shafts? The, the, these buildings do have yeah. air conditioning. Yes, you are absolutely right. I am going to climb into a two foot wide air shaft. I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Two Chairs, I need to sit down. You know, I'm kind of interested in the truck angle, Eve says. Why don't we take a look at that, see what we can learn about the delivery company and what they do normally mm-hmm. with this location? Let's pull that down and Thank see you. if that's a viable option in terms of either maybe getting you guys in there as cargo mm-hmm. or seeing what you guys can do in terms of taking over the truck. I mean, Blake said, you said he said that he, uh, that his guards were instructed to never, you know, interact with those guys for the most part. So they won't be looking too closely at you. And besides, if they're hauling biohazard materials, they're also going to be wearing biohazard suits, which those, kind of hard to see who's inside them. How easy is, is it going to be? Well, if we could take one over, 
We just need to make sure you have a biohazard suit big enough for me and Gray. Well. So. L, um, will you pull up that information for us? Sure. Okay. I need some sleep, though, because I'm about ready to pass out, like, the the 12 cans of soda run through my system, and I really have to pee. (laughs) Tell you what, L, why don't you go ahead and run something for the night? Uh, pull up a browse, see what you can find while you're sleeping. And meanwhile, I suggest the rest of us head to sleep. Got a big mission tomorrow. Yeah. So Eve starts to head upstairs. Elle leaves the computer real quick, and she's at the bathroom. She's got to be really bad. Um, come back and puts the browse on. Um, I've got three successes, Justin. Awesome. Okay. I will tell you the results of that after you guys go to, uh, wake up. So you guys all heading to bed? Uh, yes. Hey, Justin, I have on my sheet still mm-hmm. uh, my Merlin Hawk. Yes. <sighs> Probably should have got rid of that in the adjoining skills. Um, oh, well. Uh, yeah. I am going to Okay, so I have a Merlin Hawk. It is dual natured, right? Mm-hmm. Can I do some sort of spell where I can look through the Hawk's vision? Um there I believe there are spells that let you do that. I don't believe you know that spell. Okay, but there is a spell that might be able to do that. Yes. Alright, so that's something that I'll think about for the future. Mm-hmm, no problem. Let's see. I believe actually the spell you want is... Um, I haven't actually looked it up, but I believe the spell you want is something along the lines called Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Where it kind of lets people share vision between each other. Okay. Which might actually be something interesting for all of you to have. Okay. So, okay. So are you wanting to do anything with your Merlin Hawk tonight, or are you just going to, like, notate that for the future? Uh, I want to notate that for the future, because what I was going to do, if I could do that, was have it do a flyover Mm -hmm. and see what the situation was, or if we were... um... Well, let me check to see real fast what the uh, the ability of the Merlin Hawk is, just to double-check, and see if it naturally has anything that can help with that. Let's see here. The Merlin Hawk. So just for those listening, uh, I'm currently looking at the Shadowrun Supplemental Running Wild. Uh, We're making Mr. Gray's original character as a 2050 character. Uh, He had picked up a Merlin Hawk as a pet. Interesting stuff. Nice. So... So what you have so far going forward, um, it looks like a Merlin Hawk doesn't have any natural uh, normal spells by default. Uh, I think one thing we you were going to plan on is that is yours was it listed as fully trained? No, it's untrained. Okay, yeah, then you definitely need to get trained before you can start doing stuff like that. Uh, but because it is an intelligent uh, sapient creature, like it's not like sapient level, but it is a highly intelligent uh, mm-hmm. paranormal creeper creature. You will actually be able to teach it spells. Okay. 
So, just something to keep in mind down the road. All right. That is what I will The uh, particular note that you might be interested in knowing it has is uh, Merlin Hawks can cast any detection or illusion spell. Okay. So, your Merlin Hawk will keep you invisible. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I just, that's just what I wanted to know. Um, in the meantime, I will sleep. Sounds good. Okay, so that was three successes on the test, uh, for the browse test? Yes, three successes. Okay. So, what you managed to find is a couple of, um, posts in some of the shadow nets overlooking information about the kind of run and such. So what you hear is the following. Uh, So Overland System does a cargo delivery to Cavalier uh, pretty much every couple, uh, like every week or so. Uh, Happens to coincide with the night of the run. Uh, It contains six minimally shielded containers of low-grade bio-waste. One second. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it say what the bio-waste is? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, basically, it's just kind of just kind of nasty stuff in terms of materials and such. Uh, if contamination occurs, you probably the worst you're going to expect is nausea and fever after a three-day period. Uh, the cargo is scheduled to arrive at the facility around 2 a.m. Uh, any changes to this will have to be cleared and approved by the company, uh, which basically would improve the odds of the, you guys being discovered. Uh, the vehicle is in Converted Ares Roadmaster. It's the commercial version of City Master, a very large uh, truck van delivery thing with rear, rear sealed cargo area and a tandem forward driver's seat. The vehicle has a computer-sized autopilot and will be carrying three technicians and cargo handlers who will be moving the cargo into the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the particular truck indicates that... Uh, let's see. Uh, indicates that the truck has biohazard suits that are considered one size fits all, uh, except for most extreme cases. And that the vehicle contains an Ares Pro Pilot 2 system, uh, which has a known security flaw, allowing it to be remotely overridden from a secure location. Uh, do you share all this with the group? Yes. Okay. In that case, Eve says, an, uh, Pro Pilot 2. That's an old system. Shoot. I know a friend who can get us that no problem. We could have that, tr- uh, you guys could have that truck and no problem at all. Really? Alright. So, that's, yeah, that's I just gotta make a call. That, that, that was a lot of Greek to me. Possibly it's, some. It, it, it's, it's a rigor control box. Uh, okay. The, the ProPilot 2 system, they, they took it off a few years ago. Basically, it it's basically autopilot to your the vehicle could be part of a drone's network, or a rigger's network, rather. So if they've got that on there, yeah, that's, that's like candy from a baby. So we'd be able to take over the truck, mm-hmm. right? What will we do with the folks inside? Want me to just stun them and leave them? No, they'll cause a, a ruckus. I'll take care of them. Well, 
keep in mind, if those guys are expected to make a delivery at a certain time, odds are they'll be expected back. So, no matter what's happening, unless you somehow manage to get them back into the truck and convince them the vehicle's already been taken, I think you probably don't want to kill them. True. Um, I mean, we could just stun them, right? And then tie them up and leave them in the truck while we go do what we gotta do and then get out with the truck, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that sounds simple to me. Well, my only concern, hey. though, is this. Mm-hmm. L's kind of small. No offense, dear. No, no, none taken. But you're not bulky enough to be a dwarf for your height. I mean, we could pad me with pillows off the couch. It might work. Don't worry about it. I can mask you. You have a mask, though? Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. So can you make me look like not a troll? No, you're far too ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I can. Why would you even ask me that? If I can make this 12-year-old girl look like an adult woman, why wouldn't I be able to make you look like a human-sized whomever? Even want to go shoot myself. I'll be back in five minutes. Red stick. Nope. <laughs> nope. This sounds like an interesting plan, guys. It's it's a very subtle way of getting in, but you can just ask us to look like the driver, the the normal crew. I could, yes. Um, stupid question because I don't know that much about magic. Um, what if by accident or by design, we don't know yet. Um, we encounter another mage, and they see us. Or can they see through the the whole illusion thing? Well, the problem with uh, any illusion spell, from my experience with mages, is it's all about the willpower of the target. So, if somebody's got a strong will, sometimes the mental illusion spells don't quite work on them. So, mm. we need stun guns. So, uh, Andrew, just a question. Is that a physical mask or a mystical match- mask? This is a mana mask. Mana okay. illusion. Alright. So keep that in mind that uh, the physical mask, I mean, is there a mana mask, uh, works on people's minds, whereas a physical mask can work on technology and sensors, whereas a camera will see through a uh, mana mask. Hmm. But it won't matter, we'll be in biohazard suits. But she'd still be pretty small. Um. Well, your, your invisibility. Yeah. Is that, is that light or mental? That's physical. Reflects what everything. if... I can make her invisible. Right. But they've got three drivers, and they're going to be expecting... Well, you know, I can handle a Roadmaster. Eve says. Roadmaster? Do you really want to participate in this run? Anything to keep this thing nice and quiet? Yeah. I won't even take it out of your pay. She says with a smile. 
Wait, well, you've what? already volunteered your time, so. Exactly. <laughs> now feel free to take it out of his pay. His pay. Didn't you go out and shoot yourself? No, but if people keep saying things, uh, I need to go <laughs> Go get the one of the Limburger ones. They're still stuck to the wall. Uh, so Eve's basically uh, volunteered to help out. Yeah. Fantastic. So is that kind of the plan you guys are going to go with? Get yeah. the truck, bring in, have a L come in invisible mm-hmm. while everybody else kind of goes in normal? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, just to make sure, once we're in the building, I'm not shooting anybody unless they shoot me first, right? Yes, because otherwise I don't pay you 17000 Good. That being Please said... do not shoot anyone. No, I'll just punch them repeatedly in the face. So, okay, then here's my question about the whole the, the current plan. So, she says pulling up the lower level map. So, you've got the point where we drop off the materials there, because they're going to expect us to actually drop off the materials. I hope you don't mind the physical labor. Oh, How do we no. get from 10, from the storage, to the computer room? Are, we, are you going to all try to go, or are you just going to try to have two of you go, or something well, like that? Well, the only access that I'm looking at is we go through 11, through the airlock... Through the second airlock into the laboratory, mm-hmm. and you know, essentially, we make that loop from the labor- laboratory into the storage room. Yeah. All right, and drop it off there. When we go back through, we can go out the airlock and straight to the computer room. Mm-hmm. So what I'm asking is, are all of us going to go in to the computer room, or are we going to try to keep it more quiet and only have two go, and just have the others as backup? This is the only problem with computer rooms. Um, they keep them pretty cool, but if the sensor goes off before I can reach the computer terminal, we're screwed because they use um, heat sensors and things like that. His spell's a light illusion spell. Is it? Yeah. That implies any sight. It's the magic's weird like that. If like, you want to explain this, Gray, just just wave your hand and say magic, Gray. What is it that you're concerned about? The heat level the, from from the bodies that enter the room, because those computer rooms are temperature controlled. Because the computers produce so much amount of heat, they have to be cooled to a certain temperature in order not to overload and blow up. So if we put too many bodies in the room, the heat rises too quickly and the sensor goes off. Therefore, the sensor tells the computer, "Hey, there's something might be wrong." Therefore, sending guards to the room, and I don't want that. I don't know very much about computers. But for a specific system, wouldn't there be a tolerance level? Well, that and the average, even the troll here, isn't going to produce off as much heat as a computer's putting off. Right. But if we put too many bodies in there, it raises it enough. They, they keep those computers pretty close to 30, between 30 and 32 um, Fahrenheit. It, it's very, very low. So, then we send two people in, the mage and the decker? That's fine with me. And then we hang back, the two of us, and play rescue party if things hit the shit. 
Yep. And if that if things hit the shit, I unload. Yeah, at that point, you might as well. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'll bring the shotgun then, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to bed. Did we sleep? I slept. You, you already slept. Yeah, it's, it's the next yeah. morning. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> uh, I need breakfast. I think I'm going to go and get some breakfast. So it's right around 12 hours until the mission starts, or at least do you have to be at the facility. So is there anything else you guys want to do? Um, yes, I do. What's that? Um, my external hard drive that I have, mm-hmm. I'm making sure that it has all the backup programs um, from, my, from my deck on it. And any of the extra stuff that I want on mm-hmm. it, and hiding that bitch while I'm out getting breakfast. Okay. Um, because for one, if if I get burned, I'm screwed. You know. Right. And um, I'm going to leave a small message on a wall. It's just one word that helps me remember where I hid my hard drive. Okay. Go ahead and run me a. Uh, intuition and logic check. check. Okay. Um, let's see. You said they're just wearing armored vests? Uh, looks like it's in what they initially wear, and then it looks like they get a... If an alert goes up, they go ahead and try to get a, uh, like, heavy security vet, uh, armor. That, uh, full heavy armor. How many? Four. Four. Nice. You hide it pretty good. I don't think anybody's gonna be able to find that. Awesome. Uh, hopefully, even you will find it though. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, I will find it. You hit it too well. <laughs> cool. Now, uh, what's that then you said before? Um, I'm gonna be in the biohazard suit, correct? I'm just re-going over the the things. Yeah. Mac, uh, Black's re-going over the things in his head. He's gonna be, um, in the biohazard suit, so I can't wear my jacket, obviously. Yeah. So I need to get me another piece of armor to replace the jacket, because that's gonna suck otherwise. Are you just going this over in your head, or are you just gonna talking this out loud? No, he's going it over it in his head. Um, Miss Eve. Yeah. It's not possible to get a last minute item, is it? Uh, yeah, about 12 hours. I mean, I can see what I can do, but... Uh, possibly one of those... Just an armored vest in my size will be fine. Something I can wear under that. No, I've got some so, more spare armored vests that we can use. That's not a problem. Okay, because I just realized my I can't wear my jacket with that damn thing. Well, we ever consider just you know putting the armor and extra weapons you want inside one of the barrels? We can get some sealant containers and dump out the barrels. Touche. We'll do that then. That way I can bring everything that I need. 
because it'll all fit on me once we're there. Um, it's just with that biohazard suit, it makes things awkward. Mm-hmm. So we know how you guys are getting in. How are we, we know out exactly. Hmm. It's a very good question. If everything goes smoothly, I would think with the mage in the deck's insertion and getting the materials and getting out, then we could probably be done relatively quickly and just ride out as, you know... The team. The the team. That's my only concern, though, is with us bringing along your jacket or anything else like that that we can't hide under the suits. Although, a big enough suit like that might be able to hold your jacket. I think it might be able to, um... Although it might be a snug fit, so it might restrict you a little bit. In Game Master terms, that might mean it might restrict your movement. Oh, I'd rather have the armor. Okay. I'll just, we'll, we'll just, I'll go ahead and wear it and call it a day. I'm not going to be able to bring the shotgun, but I'll be able to bring the my pistols. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we should be... I'll just bring the pistols. If I bring the SMG, it's going to cause questions, so I am still going to need that ammunition. Yeah. Though, uh, it's for this baby, and he pats his arm. That's fine. Should be here shortly. In fact, she goes, checks outside. Yeah, it's actually here. She has a delivery box that's stamped in everything. Notified as pre-scan, do not scan. Pre-scan. He just looked at it, he's like, I... You'd be surprised what you can get when you uh, grease the right palms. She takes a knife, open it up. There's enough ammo in there. Uh, how much uh, Ingram ammo do you like? How many bullets does your uh, machine gun take? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay, there is enough for four full clips. Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dear. At that point, he's like, "Wonderful." And he stands up, and he takes his uh, armor jacket off, or, you know, the line coat off, hangs it on the chair, undoes his tie, takes off the suit coat and the fedora, and the glasses when you realize he is completely albino. Pink eyes, the all, all the dye in his hair is even gone. His hair has that weird, vaguely clear tone, as do his horns. Wow. L comes yeah. in about this time. Oh God, please, no stripping in the in, in the main room, please. I'll go to my room. I'll go to my room. At that point, uh, he just ignores her and takes his because uh, he's wearing a, a long pulls his gloves off. And you see that you know obviously his right arm is is blatantly cybernetic. Um, rolls his sleeve up and showing off the arm a little bit, and his hand just kind of drops like it's on a hinge. Mm-hmm. Revealing a uh, what looks to be a rather thick suppressed barrel, and uh, a clip ejects out the bottom of his forearm. He pulls that out, sets it on the chair, grabs one of the the new clips of ammo, and slides that into place. And That's pretty handy. Always handy. And grabs another one of the clips and slides it into a uh, storage slot right next to it. Nice. And the hand flips right back up. He's like, I made sure to get this puppy suppressed and everything. It's always nice to have hidden, uh, hidden capabilities. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, is there anything else you guys want to do? You got your ammo. Andrew, do you have uh, write down your shock love? Yes, I did write it down. I just need to write down. It that is five E S. Five E S. Yeah, it does electrical damage, which is always stun. All right. Uh, you also all have flash grenades now. Uh, what did I say? Two kit packs of six. Uh, I don't think you said. Okay, well there you go. Two packs of six. I was like, you're giving me fireworks. Five. Well, you never know. It's oh. a way of keeping people from chasing you. Flashbangs, wonderful things. At that point, he grabs a couple and um, just sets them with the rest of his stuff on the chair. Okay. Alright. I'm trying to get the stats for the flashbangs if need be. Let's see here. Grenades, grenades, where are you, grenades? Okay, so flashbang grenades. Uh, upon detonation, flashbang grenades spread a metallic powder out over an area that ignites and contacts the oxygen atmosphere, creating a loud, bright, shocking blast that should be equal to a radius of 10 meters. Nice. How many flashbangs did we get? Uh, three each. She took three of them. Okay, so nine total. So each of us has three. Well, uh, Eve also has three. So we have six. No, you have 12. Touche. Never mind. That's how numbers work. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm bad with math. Uh, basically, flashbangs will do six stun damage, um, but they're like heavily armor-piercing, too, mm. because it's all about if you see them. Yes. They ignore... It's six stun, ignores armor. Yep. Well, it doesn't ignore armor completely. Well, mostly. Yeah. Close enough. Okay. Um... So. L right before the the heist, um, FO heist, will go and change her outfit. She doesn't want to leave any hair or any <coughs> um, sort of DNA trace whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So she has a special outfit for when she does things like that. Um, it's just literally a modified um, street set of clothing um, that she just um, is like a a hoodie with just eyes <laughs> um, open That's so fun. she can see, and she has gloves and all that wonderful stuff. Perfect. Is Mr. Gray doing anything else? Nope. Didn't need to. (laughs) He's got it like that. Okay. Uh, Eve comes back down. She's wearing, instead of her kind of business suit she was wearing before, she kind of comes down wearing, like, uh, light Kevlars and padded armor. It's basically armored clothing she has on. Uh, She has a Ruger strapped to her, her hip. Oh, and Elle does have that armor on underneath at all times, remember? Mm -hmm. No problem. Okay. Let's get to it. Eve says. Hmm. Alright. Um, so, go ahead. Okay, so basically Eve says that she, what she's going to do uh, is get the truck dropped off at a certain location. Um, the truck will be arriving with the three guys inside, so she wants to know, you know, what do you guys want to do with them? Well, they're expecting a certain number of barrels, right? What if we just, um... Stick them in a barrel? No, we don't want to stick them in a barrel because we got to have them to return them. Um, can't we just do zip ties on hands and feet like I've seen the police do and, you know, make sure they're really knocked out and leave them in the van? Yeah. 
so long as none of the guards get close enough to look inside the van. Hmm. Well, I mean, would they get close to the van in the first place? I thought they were ordered not to get close. No, and the documentation said that the uh, the van seals to the building anyway. So, All right, should be fine. Should be fine. All right. That's, yeah. This is the part that I'm not very good at. I'd much rather be shooting someone right now. Yeah, but I'm paying you extra so you don't. I know. It's it's amazing. I feel... When is a good motivator, Mr. Black? Fantastic motivator. All right. Let's get this going. Okay. So, uh, Eve basically has you guys drive the van to uh, somewhere east of the safe house, uh, but towards the building. It is right now around 1 a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you hear the truck uh, approaching, and it basically comes to a stop right in front of you. What do you do? Uh, so the truck comes to a stop in front of us. The folks are still inside driving, or uh, I guess they're not like driving, they're, they're manning kind of, it. Yeah, it looks like actually one of them is like literally pounding on the dashboard. In fact, the one in the uh, shotgun seat is getting out of the van right now. Oh, that's good. As uh, he gets out of the van, I'm just going to walk up, grab him by the shoulder, and slug him right in the face. All right, give me an honor in combat. All right. That's what strength? Strength plus uh, either close combat or unarmed combat group. Mm-hmm. Or close combat group or unarmed combat skill. Actually, no, sorry, it's not strength, it's agility. Damage. Yeah. Strength is damage. <laughs> Shush. I want to use strength for everything. I'm a troll. One, two, three successes. Okay, let's see how well he does against you. He's losing one because he's surprised. So, he got one success. Haha. Okay. Fantastic. So, I'm, um, damage. Now, Let me see. You were slamming him against the truck, right? So No, I was punching him in the face. Oh, sorry. Uh, in that case, it is, I believe, strength divided by two stun. Strength divided by two. Okay, just to let you know, I have boxing as a martial arts style. You're not um, boxing right now, though. Uh, Yes, and anytime. Really, I just punched a man in the face, and that's not boxing. Okay, well, how do you say you're boxing, then? Like... Um, Just you're specifically calling out that you're boxing ahead of time. Oh, that I was unaware of. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm. I'll let you. Pa- I'll, I'll let you pass this time. Uh, yep. What benefits do you have for the bar- boxing of martial arts? Plus one damage value to unarmed. Okay. All right. So I add that into strength and then divide by two, or add that in after the fact. Uh, you add in after the fact. Okay. So round up or round down? Uh, always round. Uh, up. Alright, so that's six dice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ugh, um, five successes. No, you don't tell me, you don't roll for da- uh, damage, you just tell me how much damage you do. Oh, six. Okay, six done. Alright, and he is wearing the suit, so he loses one point of that damage. He's gonna roll his body to try to see if he can mitigate it. 
And then one point of impact armor. Oh, wow, hey, he got two successes. So he has taken a four stun wound. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to call that a time for initiative then, guys. Yep. Woo! All right. Now, initiative, we roll? Yes, you roll your initiative plus your, uh. plus your. That. Sorry. Your initiative is your reaction plus intuition. Yes. And you roll that dice and then you add that to your intuition. I'm sure to your initiative. Ah, I works. Uh, you initiative. take your initiative and then roll it and then add that to your initiative and get your. No, initiative. you take your reaction and your intuition, you roll it, and then the number of successes you add to your initiative. Your yes. initiative is those two attributes. So it's. Yeah. Period that. Plus your successes from that number of dice. Okay. okay. That's what I wanted to know. 8, I 9, right. 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm going to roll them as a group. So they get one. Okay. So they are all at six. I'm at nine. Alrighty. I'm at seven. Dan? Yes. What are you at? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, and Eve is going to be at four plus four, so you can do three more actually. <coughs> Eve is at ten. Okay. Okay. So Dan, you can go ahead and go again. And what up? Another hit. Alrighty. Because he's not down. Give it a roll. Um, just so you know, before I roll, boxing. As I set him up with the first punch, I, I, it's the standard one-two combo. Okay. Just boom, boom. And two successes. Two successes. He rolls another one back against you. Uh, he scored two as well. It's a tie. No damage. Bang. Damn it. Okay, but he tied up his round of penny. It's that. So... It is now Eve's round. Uh, Eve rears back and throws a flashbang into the van. So, let me roll her ability with that. She nails it. Let's see if it bounces out of the van or not, though. Whatever you throw a grenade, you kind of have to roll to see what direction it bounces. It goes forward. That puppy's inside the van. Yay! That'll go off on the initiative round. So that makes it Jess's turn. Okay, so we know there's three people in here. Um, Elle's seen one person get out. Um, she's looking at the back of the van and making sure that the driver's still up there in case one's gotten out. Okay, uh, driver looks like he's trying to get out the door. Uh, you don't see the third guy. Great. Great, we're missing a third guy. We're missing a third guy, and the driver's getting out. Um, about this time, she's gonna run around towards the back of the vehicle. Okay. She's trying to see if the other guy's back there. Okay, make a perception test for me, just to. Yeah. This is like more than a just at a glance. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, Andrew, what are you doing? Uh, stun ball. Okay. Stun ball on the um. 
you can see both the driver and the guy getting out the side right from where you are. All right. Can, I mean, yeah, I want to encapsulate both of those. Was a stun ball physical or mana? It's mana. Okay, yeah, so it's only the ones you see. Okay. Exactly. Uh, All right, I'll get them ready to roll resistance. Two successes on my end. All right. Uh, you see a shadow figure through the glass in the back of the uh, truck. Uh, but he doesn't look like he's moving in either direction. But he is back there. Unless it's like a human-shaped barrel. Which would be weird. It would be weird. Okay, so she's uh, she's basically staying by that back door in case he comes out so she can whack him with a trash can lid. Nice. <laughs> yep. Improvised weapons. Alright, I'm gonna get both of those guys, or if it's my turn. Yeah, it is. Uh, I wanna get both of those guys in a Force 6 stun ball. Nice. Physical drain. Yeah, unfortunately. Alright, so four successes. Four successes, nice. Ten damage. And it's only four and so, five, that's it. That's a success, right? Five and six. That's what I said, right? You said four and five. Oh, five and six. Okay. Uh, okay, four successes. Alright, let me see if they uh, You do your dream while I redo their damage. I'm gonna do them individually. One, okay. Uh, yeah. Then, the guy you punched drops like a fly as magical energy and whips of clingy, phasing, kind of wisp of webbing just seems to jerk at his head. Really? Yeah. Really? And the driver... (sighs) Oh, man. So, I, I guess this driver has, like, a weakness to magic or something, or... Or something just terrible happens to him, and, and somebody hates him in his life. Because <laughs> he just critically glitched. Oh, jeez. Uh, which, which doesn't mean any actual damage, but it means he actually does definitely takes the full damage. Uh, and as he opens the door, he just hits his head on the door while uh, getting hit by the uh, stun spell at the same time. <laughs> and so he just drops on the other side of the vehicle. Nice. Uh, I got four successes on my drain, so awesome. that is negated. Awesome. Alrighty, it is now the guys in the back's turn. Uh, he is trying to negotiate the front seat because apparently he doesn't want to go near the back door. Might be something back there. Maybe might not be the hat decker, but something else that's in the van. Uh oh. So he's gonna try to <laughs> climb over some of the boxes. And he does not manage to get through the uh, front seat. Wow, that's really bad, actually. Uh, <laughs> top of the next turn, Dan, is your turn. I'm going uh, to guy in front of you is dropped. The yeah, guy on the other side is dropped. And you see somebody coming into the front of the vehicle. That's fine. I'm going to the back of the vehicle because Mr. Gray obviously has this. He's made it blatantly obvious he has this. <laughs> he yes. has the ability to knock everybody unconscious ever. Yes. So I'm going to the back of the van, because if he's yep. coming through the front, I want to know what's in the back. Okie dokie. Alright, well, you kind of find L there, just posed with a trash can lid. What? <laughs> she's, like, crouched behind the door, waiting, like, she's got the same, like, a like a symbol, like you'd hold off a drum set, ready to hit anything that comes out of the back of the car. 
She's hardcore. <laughs> she don't need weapons. The streets is her weapons. Exactly. <laughs> you are so white. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Dan is going to go shoot himself. So, Leave that being stick. said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Left my wallet with my wife. Um. All right. Okay, you want to just wait it, for the next one? Yeah. Withholding <laughs> action. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, you can actually hold uh, until the end of the uh, combat round. Yeah, I'll withhold my action. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's now Eve's turn, so the grenade goes off on her tick, which does the, what was it, I say, 6S damage? So, the guy's not wearing, well, he's wearing one point of impact armor. Let's see how much of that damage he soaks in. He gets in five points of stun damage. Nice. So, he is still kind of trying to climb out. Jess, it's your turn. You see the figure through the uh, glass of him trying to move through the front. You also are now next to uh, Mr. Black. She smiles up at him and holds the holds up the trash can like, like she's proud of having it. And she's looking through it and damn, I wanted to hit him with that. Shit. He's smarter than I thought he was. We need to get you a stun baton if you want to hit people with things. She's going to run around to the side where she thinks he's going to come out because she really wants Sandy with the trash can lid. <laughs> okay. Black's going to let her. see Elle just run around the side of the vehicle trying to run towards the passenger door. Uh, and you now see it's your turn now? Oh, wait, actually I didn't have Eve do anything. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, you now see the guy coming out the front. Andrew, it's your turn. Uh, stun ball. Okay. Wait a minute. You need to get stun bolt. I really do. I really do. Uh, I know it costs me less drain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. So you already saw him take, like, he's already kind of blinking from a flash grenade that went off around him, and his head's kind of buzzing from the sound. Like, there was a lot of pumps that came from inside of that vehicle. So. Alright, then I'm just gonna do a force five. Okay. Are you hands? All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, first time you're casting something that wouldn't necessarily be physical drain if you didn't that's do that. True. All right. I will gesture with some not somatic. Yeah. No somatic. somatic's speaking right. No somatic is physical. So somatic, yes. Somatic, yes. He is. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like string puzzles, but that's what he's doing. Um, it looks, it ends up looking a lot like, I don't know if you guys have seen Naruto, only instead of his hand, instead of putting his hands together, they're kind of apart. Um, and you kind of see a, a kind of gossamer glimmer of strings in between his fingers as he gestures and casts with two successes. Nice. That's fine. Alright, dude's gonna try to resist with willpower. And he gets two successes. Hmm. Yep. He manages to kind of like. What was that, five? Yeah. Alright, so. No, actually, he got five before, so he's five now, so he's down. Uh, he falls yes. off the passenger side and lands on his good buddy. Excellent. So, combat over. All right. You've taken the van. All right. I, uh, oh, for go. good measure. Wait, wait. Oh, for good measure, sees him drop and then hits him on top of the head with the uh, 
with the trash can lid just for good measure. Damn. Wow. The one on the other side. Mm-hmm. The uh, I- I'm making sure that they're out, giving them all swift kicks to the cranium. You may want to do that too much. I mean, you might kill someone. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't Bill's, give them. It's love taps. It's I mean, troll Bill's love taps. With trash can lids. Come on now. <laughs> I'm less int- uh, intimidated by the Traskin lid than I am by the giant troll wearing combat boots. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than the Traskin lid uh, wielded by a 12-year-old uh, hacker. I'm buying her a stun baton. With nails. She's got money. And it's not a stun baton. It's just a mace. <laughs> Shush. Nice. Just saying. This seems trash can lid, damn it. What the trash can lid. Anyway, um, Elle's looking at Mr. Um, we're on a timetable, remember? Yes. Yes, we are. Let's get going. Okay. So, uh, inside the vehicle, you find a number of suits as requested. Uh, they are stretchy, one size fits all. Uh, Eve grabs one, puts it on over her uh, armored clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Gray and Mr. Black also do the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're bringing the guys into the back with you, right? Yep. Cool. Okay, and Jess is riding in the back as well, right, or Elle? Yep, she's sitting behind one of the seats um, between that and the barrels trying to stay hidden. Okie dokie. So Eve offers to take the control of the vehicle to drive. Uh, unless you want to. Nope. I have nope, no she's desire. Good. Okay. Alright. So let me load up the additional images. Alright, so you guys head off directly to the Cavillard uh, uh, Center. Uh, taking up the forested path. The center is serenely surrounded in a number of just fresh, clean-looking snow. Uh, that fresh snow from last night just is still rather uh, nice-looking through the you know midnight air of Seattle. Mm-hmm. The city is off in the distance. You're only hearing the background noise of it. It's pretty quiet. Uh, so Eve drives to the front of the building where you kind of see a guard kind of wave you on towards the loading dock area and takes a turn towards the building. So, here's the fun part. So, the building itself is not (laughs) big. It's only a two-story structure. Uh, It's a glass building for the most part. Uh, You can't see into most of the rooms. Most of the rooms are dark. However, you do notice that of all the rooms that are lit up, you could see them clearly through the uh, polarized glass. So, that's something you want to keep into consideration if you're going to explore rooms. Okay. So... Uh, Eve takes the truck around, reaches the loading dock, and the dock itself is kind of a just this large circular tubing that matches the back of the truck's doors. So Eve now has to make a driving check to attach the ve- uh, vehicle to the dock. Yep. Great. <laughs> the good news oh, for you guys is she's she actually has a driving, driving skill. Skills. She has driving skills. Nice. <laughs> like the rest of us don't. Mm-hmm. So, let's see how well she needs does. Oh, yeah, she knows. She's a pro. She's all like, da-da-da-da, 73 points turn, 
She said. <laughs> All right, gang. Showtime. She's like, right. Mr. Troll. All right, L. Come here. She comes and stands right next to him. She has her deck out in front of her where she's got where she can just hook up when she needs to. Now I'm going to do. Okay, so here's a question. Hmm? Even if I don't um, uh, hold off the drain, I still cast a spell at whatever force I dictate, right? Yes. All right. So you could cast it like, you know, force 10 if you want it. Mm-hmm. It would hurt like hell afterwards. But, yeah. Uh, um, basically, the way in, in, in illusion spells works, you know, is the strength of the illusion is what people are going to roll against. Since the illusion spell you have is a physical spell, it's resisted by intuition. Okay. Uh, if it was a mana spell, it would be resisted by willpower because you're affecting their mind. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cast... Um... It's always rounded up, right? Yes. I don't want to do a force eight. All right. Uh, I'll do a force six visibility. No. Force six. Four. Okay. Force six on L. Okay. higher the successes, the more durable the spell is. Two successes. Okay. Alright, and then train. Only two successes. So what are you taking? Two damage. Did you cast a physical or mental? Physical. Yikes. Yeah. So that's how many damage did you have so far? This is the first two. Well, you didn't you have damage from the other day? That was physical? Yes. So, three. So, now you're at three. Okay, so you're now at a minus one modifier for damage. Uh, this is on top of the minus two modifier you have for maintaining visibility. So I'm a total at minus three. Yeah. Owie. So just stay focused, stay calm. And so long as shit doesn't hit the fan, you should be good. But you know shit's gonna hit the fan, cause you're the GM. Yeah. I want 17 grand. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Don't jinx it. Stay out of this, Justin. One nice, quiet job. Quiet. Nice. <laughs> I need, I need more armor piercing rounds. You know, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Andrew, how big is your spellcasting dice pool? Uh, spellcasting or the... the... Well, the Like, how many dice did you just roll to cast that spell? Six. Six? Okay. All right. Oh, so I, should have ca- I should have rolled five, right? No, no, because you didn't have the drain yet. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that is what the force of a illusion spell does 
is it limits how many successes you can get. So I was just making sure you weren't casting anything above what you were able to get successful. So what? Okay. So what? Like, what, what did you, what force did you just cast it at? Six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Then that's fine. That means if you had gotten all successes, you would have ca- you would have counted all of them. Mm-hmm. If you try casting, if you have like an eight dice pool, mm-hmm. but you only cast a force five invisibility, then you can only get five total successes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So wait. So how many dice should I be rolling? Well, now you're gonna be rolling three less than whatever you were. But you didn't have a negative modifier before. Now you do. Okay. So should I? I have always been rolling just the force. Wait, you're actually rolling the force of the spell itself? Yeah. You're not rolling your spell casting dice. Ah, oh, fucking a. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Yeah, you're supposed to roll the the your spell casting dice. Plus your associated skill. Which I think for you is charisma? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. How many dice should you have been rolling? Alright, so. I have charisma, my charisma is five. And your spellcasting? My spellcasting. I have the sorcery skill group. I have counterspell. Yeah, that's that's spellcasting. Okay. So four. So I should have been rolling nine. Lottie fucking fuck. I'm gonna okay. let you re-roll that invisibility spell and the drain real fast. <sighs> Alright. Just because of the <laughs> situation. Alright. Jesus. <laughs> Alright, so I got four successes. Awesome. And then the drain. Why did I think that I just had to roll the force? Uh, right. I don't know. The drain is... One, two, three, wait, four. Wait, wait, wait. What's your magic reading? Five? Yes. Okay. That's the right same number of dice as your charisma, right? That is correct. Okay, it's actually spellcasting plus magic. So, the same number of dice, so no matter. But yeah, still. it's the same. Okay. okay. And I got four successes on that uh, to resist drain. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I will remind you, by the way, that... Uh, you can also assign spell casting. I'm sorry, spell resistance dice. Okay. How does that work? All right. So the way it works is you always have your immediate dice pool for yourself available mm-hmm. to cast on yourself. Uh, your uh, the rest of your dice can be split between a number of targets that you kind of have focused on protecting these people, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping in mind the negative modifier you have right now. Uh, did you take any drain damage just now? No. Okay. Then you still have your negative two modifier for the uh, maintaining L's invisibility. Mm-hmm. So you lose two dice. All right. Now that means you have two uh, counterspelling dice left in that skill group. So what these dice are is basically you get to roll this dice to help anybody who gets a spell cast on them. So you could give one to Dan's character, one to Jess's character. And so if either one of them gets a spell cast on them, they get an extra dice to defend themselves. So Okay, so basically I am decreasing my remaining dice pool. Mm-hmm. Because, so, all right, for, yeah. all right let, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. I have a total of nine. I am allocating two to maintain the spell on Jess, right? 
Right. And then I have. No, this, is, this is just spellcasting. Is what you're talking. Is that we're okay. just talking about counterspelling. Your counterspelling skill. Mm-hmm. This is just for that skill in that group. It does not count any of the other skill okay. dice there. Okay. You have four total. Mm-hmm. Two of them go away because you're, you know, concentrating on something else. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you have other two dice. You could either put both of them on Jazz, both of them on Dan, both of them on Eve, you know, whatever you want. Keep in mind, if Eve dies, you don't get paid. Valid. All right. I'll put one on Eve and one on Jess. Okay. Sorry, but she's kind of the most important part of the 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 run. Dan. Yes. Uh, just, just. He wasn't paying attention. It's okay. No, I, I really wasn't. I'm not gonna lie. You were talking magic stuff, and I'm just like, uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. And I'm like, spell resistance. Okay, that's good to remember. I'll remember to roll extra dice to resist spells if Andrew tells well, me. Well, you don't get it. You're not getting the extra dice. You want to know why? Because I shoot things. Also, like you don't. You're not paying me, and you're not the person extracting the file. All of this seems legit. Yeah, all right. I, it's one of those things of you're an asshole, but you know what? I understand. <laughs> all right, I, I think I'm clear on what's going on here with the magic. Well, look at that. They pretty much almost made it inside. That's pretty good so far. But with their fixer on the inside with them, running into a facility of a high-level corporation, what's the danger of what could just happen down here? Who knows? Stay tuned to the finale of Silver Angel, Session 2, Part 2. Unexpected Company. See you all next week. Bye-bye. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. That means you can share, you can even cut it up a bit, but you have to add a label for all the bits within, including the licenses from the following artists. The intro music is Electrification by Proteus Noor, available through Magnatune.com. Outro music is When to Stay by Anna Gardner, also from Magnatune.com. Okay, that's it for now. Make sure you properly jack out before the Black Ice gets your drummer. Bye bye.